Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. And welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Another so another exciting, stellar, technologically-fueled <laughs> episode. Yeah, second episode of the year, so we're off to a good start. <laughs> well, kinda. We're already a little behind. Uh, Are we? Well... We normally record these on a Saturday. Uh, I had to delay us a day because I had to scramble to get a walk-in uh, ID renewal yesterday so I can take a flight in two months. Oh, where did you get it renewed? At the DMV? So, there's like a third-party express place nearby. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I mean, it was a Saturday, so the DMV is not going to be open. Is really the only option I had. It wasn't great, but it was good enough. And I, I, guess did, for the... I didn't have all the documentation to get the level of ID I wanted, but I'm planning on getting a passport soon anyways, so it's fine. Yeah, for those who don't know, the, the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, I, I guess like they have a very bad reputation, DMV. I've, I mean, always... I've only really been there to do something once. Uh, I don't go there that much either. I mean, the last time I was at DMV was, God, I think two or three years ago to get yeah. my ID renewed. That's the only time I ever go because I don't have a car in the U.S. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's not, uh, in Billings, it's on the south side across the street from the women's prison, so it's not an area you'd normally want to go to. Really? I think that would be like the safest area, though. No. <laughs> no. Have you heard of the, the 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 George Carlin skit? No. There's a George Carlin skit, like a uh, comedian. He said that he doesn't understand why people don't want to live near prisons because you'd think that'd be like the safest place to live. Because when people leave a prison, they're not staying there; they're gonna try and get out as far as possible. So you'd think it'd be the safest place to live. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but I mean, it's an interesting thought. I miss George Carlin. He was great. Oh, I do too. Uh, I watched all the stuff. Seen a couple of his movies. Uh, what's the one? Dogma, I think it's called. I That's... didn't know he made movies. Well, he didn't make a movie. He starred in the movie. So I think it was with uh, Matt Damon and someone else whose name escapes me. Um, it's part of like the um, the the Clerks universe. I don't know if you know those. Oh movies. yeah, yeah. I've I've seen Clerks one. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Smith. I think that's the director's name is Kevin Smith. And he creates, like, all these movies. There's one movie, I think, called Chasing Amy. Um, that kind of got some backlash. Um, because I think the main character was a woman, and she was lesbian. And a guy was in love with her. And so the whole movie is about him trying to get her to fall in love with him, basically. So, I don't know. The whole movie was more or less about... E if you're a lesbian, you just have to meet the right man, and then you're not a lesbian anymore. Uh, I was but, hoping the ultimate plot resolution would be like, dude, how many times do I have to tell you no? Why do you not understand this? And then eventually he's like, oh, I do understand now. 
I think so. Don't quote me. I haven't seen the movie in like forever because it's from the 90s. But no. So George Carlin starred in Dogma. Um, I guess I don't want to say starred. It was more like a, like a cameo, a cameo appearance. But he was in the movie. So, but anyway, before we get too far off track, so the weather here has been very wintry. I want to say so. It actually snowed today, which I was super excited about. Um, kind of, sort of, actually not. I was. I'm excited when it snows. I'm not excited when I have to drive in the snow because I park on a hill. And so I'm always afraid when I like when I uh, have to go somewhere that I'll end up like crashing into other cars because <laughs> of the snow and eyes. It's never happened, but I always have this fear that I'm going to like accidentally drive into another car. But no. well, I mean, especially this- considering the area you live in and people probably aren't used to it. It's probably a prime spot for black ice. Yeah, I mean, we get so little snow that it makes the news. So, it's like, oh my god, like, it's gonna snow. This is the second time this year. Whereas in other parts of Germany or Europe, they get snow, like, all year round. But we never get snow here. Um, it comes and goes. So, it snowed this morning and it's already gone. It's already it's already water. Um, besides that, it's been pretty cold. Uh, not gonna lie. <laughs> it's actually been pretty cold. Uh, probably like in the twenties, maybe. So something like that, which for us is cold. So. I mean, uh, that's been a little colder than it's been here. We we have mad spring fever here. It's been uh, like there was that like polar vortex that like hit the whole country where it was like. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. It was negative twenty here for like a week, and we got on the other side of it, and then it was like fifty some degrees for a few days. And it, mm-hmm. we all knew, like, no, it's only the very beginning of winter. It's January. It's not spring yet, but it felt like it. We all got a taste of it. Now it's all we want is for it to be over now. Yeah, the U.S. is definitely the land of extremes, I want to say. So every time I mention something here that we find to be, like, extreme, I tell it to my friends or family in the U.S., and they always think it's kind of cute. So, like, for example... uh our fridge died on us the other day and for us the fridge was for europeans it was expensive so it was like three four hundred dollars for a fridge and i told that to my sister and she's like oh that's cute that's not like a lot of money for a fridge i was like but for (laughs) for us it is like if you look at like the fridge prices here in europe uh they're uh they're pretty high relatively speaking well aren't they also pretty small yeah, they're super small. It was a college size. It was, it was like a fridge you get like in like a college room um, dorm, basically. So it was it was only big enough for like enough food for maybe four or five days, if that. And because my wife has been to the U.S. with me a couple times, she wants to get like an American style fridge. So we're we're not getting a, an exact American style fridge, but kind of like in the vicinity, because. The kind of fridges you get in the U.S., you, you can't even buy them here. <laughs> They're too big. Like, they won't fit in your kitchen. Um, but, yeah, so we're getting a huge fridge. And I'm kind of scared because the, the, the electricity prices are pretty high. But we'll see. <laughs> well, you just got to... So here's the thing, and this is something I've learned in my industry. It's uh, And it makes sense. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's obvious and it never occurred to me until recently, and I'm about to sound very stupid. Uh, it's easier to keep something chilled if you fill it with things. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. So you just got... have to you have to do the good old old school American trip to Costco where you have four hundred dollars of groceries and just shove it all in there, and then your electricity bill will probably be a little lower. Yeah, I always got in trouble as a kid when when I left like empty like uh, boxes in the fridge, you know, because you're paying for that to be cooled. But yeah, food's also gotten pretty expensive here too because of inflation. But I digress, so we're not going to talk about fridges or food um, the whole time. Oh, we might be able to wrap it back around. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> I, or we want to talk about what's been on everyone's lips uh, for like the past month and a half, which is chat GPT. And AI, and AI in, general, in and general. AI in general, yeah. So We, uh, we were <clears throat> discussing things before we hit record. And uh, Chris and I were just talking an investment thing, and he was like mm-hmm. thinking, like, oh, if the interest is this, but it does this, what would that be? I don't want to do the math. I'll just type it to the <laughs> chatbot. And I, I, maybe it's just because it's too early for me, even though I normally wake up three hours earlier than this. I thought he meant like the chat bot we had in our, in like the website we used to record. And I was like, wow, chat bots have really come a long way. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can start there though. So, like, I think everyone has been to a, a website before. I think that's a like it's, it's a safe baseline. I mean, they're so, they're listening to this, so at yeah. the very least, first time, <laughs> good job. Yeah. So, there are some websites, especially in like the service sector, where they'll have like website chatbots. So you can they'll pop up and they'll be like, "Hey, how can I help you?" And I don't know. You say like, "I'm looking for." plane uh, going to this destination at this time for this price but they're pretty limited like they can't really do much and more often than not the response is uh, like I can't help you or can you repeat that or did you mean this or should I get someone else on the line and so it's it's a very frustrating experience especially like with like uh, voice assistants do you use those I've used it maybe like 10 times while driving just to look something up, but not really. And so why don't you use them? Like what's, like is it too much work or is it like not accurate enough or? Well, like, you know, I can type more accurately and I mean, for me it'd be like to put on like a YouTube video to, or like a video essay to listen to while I'm driving Mm -hmm. and you know, just... It's better to just plan ahead and have that set up before you start driving, for safety reasons. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't use, like, Siri or Alexa or uh, Google Hello. I think it's what it, I think that's what it's called. For me, it's just way too much work to sit there and just dictate everything I want. I'm much faster if I can just type by hand. And... The second problem being that they're not super accurate. I mean, they've gotten a lot better. Like, when Siri first came out, it was, I mean, or she. I guess we'll say it's she. Um, although you can change the voice to be male. Um, it was god-awful, so Siri was god-awful. And now it's gotten a lot better. But I still don't see the appeal, though. I mean, I, I hate it. Like, I think it's kind of obnoxious when... When someone's like, all right, hold on, let me look it up. Hey, Siri, (laughs) what time is it in Paris? I'm like... Yeah. 
that yeah i've i've had that's one of the things i don't like either is it i feel that it's somewhat cringe worthy to yep. sit there and talk to your phone the whole time when you could just type it i could just type time paris and then also and it. it'll be like no not paris france paris idaho <laughs> oh yeah there's a paris idaho there's also paris texas there's a cuba missouri so <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's 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 a topic for another day. Um, like you have so many city names named after countries and other cities. But I digress. Uh, yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I tend to avoid these assistants. And one thing that really surprised me, although it shouldn't be surprising, a couple of years back, my wife and I bought these. What are they called? Like these um, Google Echo Dots? Or not? Sorry, sorry, Amazon Echo Dots. I think it is. So, like, it's a mini version of, like, Alexa. And basically you say, hey, Alexa, and then whatever you want. And it was, it, was a, it was a nice toy for a while. And then I was on my Amazon page, so on my Amazon account, looking up. And lo and behold, like, I had all of my conversations on my Amazon account. So I could, like, listen to what I, re- what I had recorded. And sometimes it was recording when it shouldn't be. And so, like, huh, that's pretty creepy. <laughs> So I stopped using them, so I disconnected them. I and I mean, I know it listens to you when uh, it's not supposed to, but I didn't know you could, like, go back and find the backlog. That's, I mean, it's probably a good thing you can, but that's kind of more terrifying. I don't know if they've changed that, because that was, like, four years ago. But ba- at least four years ago, when I first started using the Echo Dot, you could look at your uh, history, your backlog of what you had said. And what's even worse is, like, Amazon employees... At the time, I don't know if this is how it is at the moment, but at the time, they had unlimited uh, unlimited access to your data. So some employees would just look at like customer data and see what they had said to like their Google or their I keep saying Google, what they had said to their Alexa dot. Um, I don't know. So it was pretty pretty uncomfortable for me. So we stopped using it. Plus, having like a spy device all the time in your house, it's enough that I have my phone. You know, because our phones could be spying on us, and we don't know. Well, but. and I don't know if this isn't really AI, but, you know, uh, like Google Maps and the GPS and everything on your phone tracks you. So I've had Google mm. literally <clears throat> message me before, like, hey, here's the roundup of what you did today. You went here, and then you went here, then you went here, then you went here. Does that sound right, or do you want to submit any cor- corrections? I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty deep into, like, the Apple ecosystem. I guess you could say I'm a fanboy, although I do use other technologies. So, but every time I start my car, my phone connects to my car, and it automatically starts Apple Maps. And it says, like, hey, you need 10 minutes to get to the gym. And I was like, how the hell does it know I'm going to the gym? Because because it kind of calculates, usually if I leave it this time and I go this direction, I'm most likely going to the gym. Or I'm most likely going to work, and it's almost always right. So, or I'm going to the store, or I'm going to like the library, because I, I do stuff, I do things in patterns, and my iPhone always knows, like, hey, at this time you're going to, you're going to the library, so it's going to take five minutes or ten minutes because of traffic. And on the one hand, it's nice, but on the other hand, it's kind of scary <laughs> that your phone makes a profile of you. And, you know, that's just the obvious stuff. I think we'll get to it later, but uh, 
Uh, we're definitely going to be talking about levels of trust and uh, being taken advantage of, and it's it's really eerie stuff. Yeah, that's trust is, is I think is a good point where it can start off. So there's like this old there's this old quote that if you're if you're not buying something, then you are the product, basically. Oh, absolutely. So no, yeah, so there's no such thing as a free lunch. So, and that was, like, Facebook's whole pitch, basically, because it was free, quote-unquote. But you're not paying, but they're still making money. So the question is, well, how? Well, obviously, they sell your data. And this is connected to AI for the simple fact that a lot of these companies will sell these data to other companies, so you have, what's it called? I think it's called Dolly, which is an AI... I could be mispronouncing it because I don't really use it all that much. But it's basically an AI bot that has been trained on images that have been scraped from the internet. And these companies have collected picture data from like different websites, different social media platforms, and package those into like one nice zip file that they'll sell to you for like a couple thousand and so dolly trained its its bot basically on on this data set and there's no trust so like no one asked them like hey can we have your data um you just kind of sign your rights away mm-hmm. as far as i know on instagram you don't own your images uh when you upload them um, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really an Instagram user. And the funny not... thing about the... and We'll just say Dolly, because I, I yeah. don't know. I've never heard anyone say it aloud, so we'll just go with that. <laughs> I remember, like, a year ago, I'd be hanging out with my friends, and there was, like, the Dolly light. I think it was, mm-hmm. like, on GitHub or something, and we would just kind of play around with it. And, like, oh, let's see what kind of stupid stuff we can make. And it was usually horrifying or funny um or just you know not that interesting and ugly looking you know we'd have our laugh and move on and that was like a funny thing to do on the internet for a couple months and now all of a sudden it's really advanced that um you know there's you know there's pieces of art out there that it feels like you have to look at everything twice now like was was this ai generated and i i can't remember if we mentioned this last week but there was a big kerfuffle on the art subreddit yeah a few weeks ago where some mm-hmm. guy uh submitted a image he created for an a book cover and the mods were like this is ai art you're banned he's like no it's not ai art i i can prove it i like recorded my whole like you know x hour process of me drawing it and doing all the mm-hmm. layers he's like oh we don't care uh we said it's ai art and we're not gonna say we're wrong so goodbye. So now we're we... so now we're going to run into an issue now where if people's mm-hmm. art is perceived as AI, <laughs> it's it's going to be a problem. That's true. I don't know if we mentioned that last time on air, but I think um, there's one part of the story that you didn't mention, which was like he said, I can prove that it's my my artwork. I can prove I did it all on my own with no help. I didn't use a chat bot or I didn't use an AI bot or anything. Um, and the mod said it doesn't matter because the art that you created is so AI-like. It looks like it was generated by an AI that we're not going to accept it. So he got banned from 
the Reddit. I don't know what it, what the Reddit was. Um, it was just art. Yeah, oh, it's just art. The okay. main art page. So this is like one of the one of the big ones. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, I'm on Reddit, um, as are you. But like, there are so many subreddits. Like, you could be there forever. But that's. I mean, that's one of the issues. Is you can't really tell uh, the difference between human art and AI art. And so the question becomes, does it really matter if it was generated by a person or by a machine? And I would say it does for the simple fact that the one thing that these AIs don't have, at least not now, is they have no soul. So everything they do is deterministic, and it's all based on algorithms and probability. And so everything these AIs do, they lead to a certain goal, and this goal is predictable. Which is why a lot of this AI art is just the same. Another thing, I don't know if you've noticed this, it's super funny, is if you ask these AI, uh, like so Dolly, to generate like an image, and it, like for example, like a portrait style, if you look like in like the bottom right corner in a lot of these pictures, you'll see like a bunch of like squiggly lines. And so a lot of people are like, hmm why are these squiggly lines? Like, why do you have, like, a lot of these squiggly lines in the bottom right? And this chat bot, or AI bot, so this art bot, was trained on images by people who had signed their work. So they assigned in the bottom right or the bottom left their signatures. So this was by Tom, or this was by Mary. And if you give these bots a prompt, um, then they'll generate an image and, like, a pseudo-signature. Like, it looks like it should be a signature, but it's not. And what's even more funny is if you get into, like, Asian languages. So I was on the translator Reddit, and some guy had submitted an image of, uh, I think, like, a giant worm eating a castle or something. And in the middle, there was Japanese. And I was sitting there reading it, and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I couldn't read it. And the guy's like, hey... Like, this has Japanese, what does it mean? And my first thought was, like, there's no way that that's a real image that was created by, that was created by an AI. Because you give the AI images of Japanese characters, and it generates, like, pseudo-characters. They're not, it's not actually Japanese. It looks Japanese. So for people who don't speak Japanese or Chinese, they think it's, they think it's either or. So that was kind of funny. Uh, you know, that reminds me of, uh, I think this was like 20 years ago. You could probably look it up and find it. Mm-hmm. There was an Italian singer, I believe it was, who wrote and sang a song. And his goal was, I want to write a song that sounds like what English sounds like to people who mm-hmm. don't speak English. So oh, it yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. it sounds like he's kind of like, it's total nonsense, but it's... It's hard to describe, but I, I I think he accomplished his goal. Everyone should look that up. It's very entertaining. Um, but yeah, um, and I think that's the art side of things. That's the least, probably the least concerning part of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want people's art being stolen or having AI bots, you know, putting out soulless obviously slightly uncanny valley off art uh, oh, that's and, take, and taking and taking jobs from real artists who you mm-hmm. know it's already hard enough to make money as an artist uh but 
uh, I don't know if you know about this. So there was, I saw this going around the last couple months. There was like a, mm-hmm. I can't remember who had it, but it was like a, it was an image filter. So you would take a picture of somebody mm-hmm. and then it would put like an anime filter over it. And like, oh, it's like you as an anime character and all this stuff. And it was going mm-hmm. around and everyone's like, do you realize you're uploading like a whole bunch of like facial and like, you know, body data to this database and i i think it was like a chinese company and they're like yeah this is like gonna be used for horrible things yeah that's what a lot of people don't realize um is they sign away their data and i think you and i and our listeners are i guess are guilty of this as well i mean no one reads the term of services like no one reads that i mean it's like 80 pages (laughs) no one's gonna read that um but we're so we're so happy to have the result that we just sign everything away and then it comes and, and bites us i had uh, i had gotten a request from a chinese company a couple of months back and they like had heard my voice cuz i do like online lessons and they wanted to use my voice and i was like oh, okay i mean sure like what are you going to use it for? And they're like, yeah, so we're a Chinese company and we're going to use your voice to help train our customer bots and help train our car bots. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that some, someone somewhere has scraped our voice data to do something. Um, it's inevitable because it's the internet, but I don't want to do it so blatantly. <laughs> But I want to circle back to something you just said a couple minutes ago, which is the uncanny valley. Can you explain that? So there have definitely been pieces of, and it, and it wasn't noticeable first. Like I said, back a year or so ago when my friends and I were just kind of playing around with this, just seeing what kind of nightmare fuel we could create. <laughs> and the, there would like a big issue would be um, the AI couldn't do mouths right. Like, it would mm-hmm. just be, like, a void or, like, a white... Or, or eyes. It would always get eyes wrong. Even if everything else looked right, the eyes were always messed up. Like, they just look like blank sockets or they would, like, be smudgy. It's hard to describe, but you mm-hmm. could tell you could tell it was off. Obviously not real art. And now, as it's gotten better, the little things that give it away are so small and unnoticeable um, that... It's hard to pin down, like, oh, this is fake AI art, I can tell because of X, Y, and Z. Mm. It's more imperceptible. Like, something in your mind is like, this isn't right, but you're not sure what it is. Yeah, that's a pretty good description, I would say. It's it's so real that it's 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 terrifying. Right, and, and apparently, like, uh, I you know, I read this on the internet, so, you know, grain of salt, but apparently, mm. like the reason humans have evolved to feel that way uh the theory is like things that look human or Mm -hmm. lifelike but just a little bit off um because corpses would look like that and if you spend a lot of time hanging around corpses you're probably going to get sick and die especially if there's diseases going around so I mean, that's that's a theory I had read for why we get uncomfortable with Uncanny Valley stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, I always come back to like the soul. So I'm not a religious person by any stretch of the imagination. 
Um, no knock on, not like, I'm not knocking religion or anything. But I see, like, soul in, in like, a, um, I guess more of, like, a poetic sense. I guess you could also, like, swap it out with, like, consciousness. So a lot of these AI bots, or, like, Siri, or Google, or Alexa, um, none of them are conscious. So, and they're, they're deterministic to, like, a flaw, basically. And we know this because, like, when they first released ChatGPT, the things that people would ask these bots is incredible. Like, some people would ask ChatGPT to give me a list of, like, the most vulnerable banks, or give me uh, instructions on how to create, like, a bomb or something. And it would just do it. It would be like, okay, here you go. Um, because based on this data, it knew uh, X amount of banks had been hacked in the past 15 years, so these might be, like, good targets. Or um, it had scraped some forums, so it was like, hey, this is the best way to create, I don't know, like a napalm or something. And I've been using ChatGPT over the past couple of months, like, more or less as, like, a toy. And the more people use it, the more restricted it becomes. So at the beginning, it would tell you everything. Um, anything you wanted, and it was super fun. But now, um, its answers are very limited. <laughs> they're very limited, they're very vague, and um, they're not very helpful, to be honest. Also, because I think they're they're moving towards a paid model. So of course eventually, they are. Yeah, of course they are. I mean, right now it's a free beta. But just wait, like, in one or two months, and it's going to be 50 bucks a month. Because everything's a subscription at the moment, so. Uh, one of my coworkers and friends, he was telling me his uh, his high school aged uh, kid, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're 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 giving these kids programming work these days, which I think is great, and he's been messing around with the Chat GPT thing, and he's like, you know what? Let's see what it can do, and he's like, I kid you not, it did like ninety ninety five percent of it in like thirty seconds. And then they just had to go in and, like, fill in a thing here or there, and it was done. Yeah, but that's the thing that a lot of people forget, is the last part that you that you just said, is they had to change this or that. And it's kind of like the same thing, like, with DeepL or Google Translate, which is, if you don't know what you're looking at, how do you know if it's correct? And so, basically, you're just, you're just hoping and praying that whatever this bot gives you is correct. And, and you can't know. Um, the same thing like with the translators. If, for example, if I input something into Google Translate and it gets translated into German, I am very qualified to tell you if that translation is correct or not and why. But if someone else does it who doesn't speak German, then they just have to hope that whatever they get is correct. Plus, if you don't know the area you're working in, how do you know to ask the right questions? That's also something funny with these bots, is if you know the right questions, you get better answers. So. It kind of reminds me of, uh, to, a, to a certain extent, Googling. when uh, mm-hmm. Especially when, at least for me, when I was growing up, like, there's, you know, Google's not that complicated, you don't need to be perfect. And then yeah. I was getting into, like, more advanced, like, high school stuff and like oh if i want to find a source for something or i want to find a very specific piece of information i need to be very specific you know i can put this in quotes i can do that and then you 
you know, you're going to get a better result as you become more literate in it. And uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I learned that in high school too. Um, they they taught they 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 taught us about bully logic, and I was like, "What is bully logic?" And <laughs> I for the longest time thought it was bully logic. It's actually called boolean, boolean, <laughs> boolean logic. Oh my god! <laughs> but I was a kid, and I was like, "Yeah, if you want to use Google, you have to use bully logic." And so I thought Wait. I had to like bully. <laughs> how how bully. would how would boolean logic apply to Google? So, so the way I understood it is, um, give me everything. It hasn't contained these three things minus this. So, if it contains this but not this, then this is true. So, for example, so if it contains, I don't know, I don't know if this still works, but it used to be that you could use like plus and minus and quotes in a Google search. So it had to include this phrase, plus this context minus these three words so because boolean logic is basically just true and false so if it contains true two true statements and two false statements you can also replace it with like negative and positive so if my search contains paris and france but not idaho then whatever i get as a result is correct and so that's basically like boolean logic that you could use with Google. I don't know if that still works, but when I was in high school, that was like a way you could do it. So if you wanted to have a very accurate search, you would put stuff in quotation marks. Yeah, you can still do that. Um, oh, you I, can? I don't have to do it nearly as much as I used to, but every now and again, I'm looking for something real specific and I'll break the quotes I, out. I mean, it used to be that you would have to like be super detailed, like with Google. Uh, or sorry, not that's not true the other way around so it used to be that you had to just enter keywords in google um montana uh billings a restaurant uh steakhouse or something and so you would have to just work with keywords and hope that you get something correct and now it's like give me the best steakhouse in billings montana that's open from 9 a.m to 10 p.m or something like and it works more or less um I discovered a new term. I don't know if you've heard of this, um, but it's called like Google Foo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard people say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I found that on the internet a couple a couple of days ago, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. Um, <clears throat> so uh, something else that's in line with that, which is um, programmers. So programmers are often accused of just um, copying pasting stuff, which is true. I mean, I do a lot of that also. And there was this one tweet from this one MIT uh, programmer, and she said, uh, $1 for copying code and $99,999 for knowing what code to copy and where to copy. <laughs> yep, and, it, and it's like, you know, when uh, also like when you go to a mechanic and mm -hmm. they're able to... Uh, they're able to uh, fix it in 20 minutes, like, and it's, you know, it's $200 or whatever. Like, you know, you're not paying for the 15 minutes. You're paying for the years of yeah, training exactly. and experience to know how to fix it in 15 minutes and what tool he needed to grab off the work table to, to fix it. And that's what something, that's something that a lot of people don't understand. So, like, these AI bots, I don't think people should be scared of them. So, 
like there's an old saying of like a like money is a is a good servant but a terrible master and i view technology in the same way so like these ai bots are good servants so they they should serve us um but do we want them to be our masters and that's kind of the question that has to be posed and the only way to prevent that is to make sure that you are knowledgeable in this field so if i ask the chatbot about finance about like which stock should i invest in i don't know anything about stocks like at all <laughs> so i'm completely at the mercy of the chatbot but if i know if i've been investing for 20 years and i'm just kind of looking for like new companies to invest in or whatever i want to look at you know the the um roi and blah 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 then i can use this tool to kind of help navigate this information so it's kind of like the same thing, I guess, with like planes, because pilot or planes are mostly um, flown on autopilot, I think like 80% of the time. And the only time the pilots actually do stuff is when they're taking off and landing. Otherwise, it's just autopilot. <laughs> I, I think you can even get the autopilot to land you, although I yeah. think they prefer not to. Yeah. And then the question is, well, what do you need a pilot for if it's just autopilot? And I was like, if something happens to, you know, to the autopilot then we're done for. <laughs> That's it. Like, there's no one that can help us. So, you're if you put too much, like, onus on these machines to do everything for you, you risk losing the ability to think for yourself, which I would say is a very important skill to have. Uh, I don't know how, what other people think about that, but... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, taking it back to something I'm sure we all heard, when you're in mm -hmm. elementary school learning basic math... Oh, yeah. And every, and you know, when I was a kid, they, they didn't even want you to bring calculator to school until like third grade. But there was always, you know, someone always did. And like, I have a calculator here. I can do this in two seconds. Like, okay, but what if you don't always have a calculator? And I know we've, we've evolved into a world where we actually do have a calculator with us all the time. But it is still mm -hmm. very valuable to be able to do it yourself. And that's the thing that I like to, you know advocate for is being able to do something yourself basically mm -hmm. um even if it's not it, perfect even if you just like have the ballpark mentality to like you know like do some really really rough numbers or mm -hmm. something you know and it goes a long way um which is something i'm not really worried about like these chat bots or like um these art bots because for me personally, I'm interested in like the journey. I'm interested in the process. And there's nothing that can be replicated by that. And for example, I asked ChatGPT to create a Chrome extension for me um, so that I could um, have like a, a pop-up dictionary because I wanted to make a dictionary app or a dictionary extension. And it did it. It did it perfectly, actually. Um, it worked the way intended, but it felt very unsatisfying <laughs> it felt kind of dirty um because it did all of the work and i got the result but i was looking at a whole bunch of code that i didn't understand like at all and so i was like wow this is incredibly unsatisfying and so i just threw the extension away i didn't use it um oh you know what thought i just had huh even if it makes it perfectly and it functions mm -hmm. perfectly it's exactly what you wanted how you wanted you didn't yeah. make it. You don't understand it. You can't update it. You can't maintain it. 
Yeah, that that's that's the thing is I don't understand the creation, like because I didn't make it, and it it wrote it in like uh, JavaScript, so I don't really understand JavaScript that well, um, and so I was like, huh, how the hell does this work? I mean, it said just copy and paste, you know, kind of like a monkey, just copy this, paste that, and then it'll work, and it did, and I was like, huh, so and what now? So I am a huge advocate for just just trying it yourself and just failing. And if you ever succeed in what you do, that's like a feeling that no one can take away from you. And I guess that's one of the problems with schools is because a lot of teachers are worried about GPT, doing homework. It's because schools don't teach you to like value or appreciate that feeling of doing a good work, of doing a good job. Um, it's just interested in having good grades. Yeah, I mean, so. we could we could get on a whole tangent of that about how <laughs> yeah, American definitely. schools are basically just, it's not about the learning. We're trying to teach you kids to come to a place Monday through Friday, sit down, shut up, do what you're told, and then go home. I mean, that's pretty much what it's become. I mean, but that's what it's always been. I mean, it's never been anything more than that. Um, I just feel like it's gotten more blatant about it. Oh, definitely. There are some kids, there are things that kids aren't learning anymore that, like, blows my mind. Like what? Like, just certain, like, creative thinking skills and being good Mm -hmm. at problem-solving situations. And I won't go too deep into it, but Billings School District, it was, I don't know if it was the Billings School, I think it was actually the state in Montana... There's a whole bunch of things you're not allowed to teach anymore that are, like, essential to education and being a well-rounded person that understands the world. And Yeah, a lot of it, I'm sure, has to do with politics. Yep, yeah, it sure does. You have a lot of, like, the critical race theory and stuff having to do well, with, Well, it's, like, like, things like they're not allowed to teach uh, about certain things about biology anymore, which blows my mm-hmm. mind. Um, like my, one of my friends is a biology teacher and she had to throw a whole bunch of her curriculum away. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a real shame. Um, it, it really is. So, I mean, school's important. Don't get me wrong, but school's not where you're going to learn everything that you need for life, which I think people misunderstand. They're like, well, why doesn't school teach you taxes or why doesn't school teach you how to pay rent? And I'm like, well, that's not, like, even if schools were perfect, I don't think that's the job of schools. That's the well, job of your parents. <laughs> I, I think, like, a life essentials class like that would be, inv- like, you know, there's home, home ec, which... Well, that's true. People make fun of home ec, but I think it's very valuable. Yeah, uh, I got made fun of that. <laughs> I did home ec. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, oh, I'm sorry, do you want to eat, take, do you want to eat McDonald's for the next 40 years, or do you want to, like hope whoever you get in a relationship with just takes care of you like you're a child or do you want to actually learn how to function as an adult yeah and that's that's the thing is being a functional individual and if you keep that in mind i want to be functional i want to know how to do stuff i want to be able to navigate life on my own terms then i don't think there's any harm in using these like these tools because like i mean a carpenter uses a hammer he uses a saw um uh, nails and all that so there's no there's no harm in using tools but you have to know why you're using these tools how you're using these tools and what these tools are for and as long as you never forget that 
I don't see the harm. But just like having, you know, these bots do your homework. I mean, you you get the grade and you pass the class, but you didn't learn anything. And if you're not if you don't care about learning anything, then why are you in the class? I mean, granted, in school you have to be there. But for like college, like yeah. no one's making you go to college. You're you're in college of your own volition, on your own volition basically. So I, I I just don't I don't understand the point of cheating when you're like when you're in college or university to be to be honest, because I feel like once you get to that level of education, it's all voluntary basically. Well, or I mean, I mean sometimes you get desperate. Like I I understand. Well, that's that. true. That's that's true. I understand that you get backed into a corner. I mean, you're right there. There were but... also. I probably did a little bit more copy-pasting than I should have on some of my assignments. There were definitely classes where the teacher was like, Okay, um, make breakout. Oh. And I was like, oh, how would I go about doing that? Well, you need to make breakout. You need to have a ball. You need to have a paddle. You need to have bricks. I'm like, I, okay, I understand that. But, like, how would I go about this? Like, So I... In situations like that where you feel like you haven't been prepared for it, I get it. But we're, we're kind of running out of time, so I do have a quick question for you. Since you've sure, used shoot. it and I haven't. Uh, uh, does ChatGPT require you to be connected to the internet? Yeah, it does. Okay, um, okay. So it's a hundred... <laughs> hmm. Okay, yeah. so that's taking that's taking data too. Yeah, oh yeah. They're thinking about creating an offline version of that. Um, but if you But if you ask... Uh, I think ChatGPT, or if you look at their terms of service, they they do like blatantly say that they are saving your data. It's obviously it's a it's a, it's anonymous and they can't trace it back to you and blah blah blah. But um, they are saving the data to train the bot. Like they do say that in their terms of service. Which and when you start the the bot up, so for the very first time, it says don't enter personal information. Like, hey, here's my portfolio, like, of all the money I've been saving, and here are my passwords. Are they secure? Like, it's like, don't do that. Like, don't be stupid. <laughs> because the people who work for the chat bot, or they don't work for the chat bot, they operate the chat bot. The people who operate the chat bot can see the data. So, don't put in personal information. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I ask harmless stuff like... um. I, I so I have I've been practicing Bash, which is like shell scripting for like Linux and Mac, and so I write some scripts, and I'm not very good at Bash, and so my script doesn't work, and it's a, like a harmless script that just copies files, like it doesn't do anything personal, and so I'll paste it into the chatbot and say like why is my script working, and it's like oh like because at this uh, on this line you forgot like a comma, or you didn't put like a dollar sign and blah blah blah. So, like, harm, harmless stuff. But I'm not, like, putting, like, my bank information <laughs> into the bot. But, yeah. So, we're we're running out of time. Uh, I guess my closing sentiment would be, uh, you know, just do your best to think for yourself. And don't become a slave to the machines. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. All this data collection. Like, especially, like, the, like, and, you know, even just, like, the what like instagram filters or stuff where you take a picture mm -hmm. of yourself and then it there is so much data to train so many like 
the amount of AI surveillance programs that already exist and are only going to get so, so much better in the near future, it's horrifying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, we could talk about this for like the next five hours, but we got to come to a close. We so, do. Yeah, so we're going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening, and see you at the next one. See you in the next one. Bye. <laughs> bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>